When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he taught us to ask the Father for our daily bread. Since man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God, we know that this daily bread Jesus asked the Father for was not simply natural bread, but it is the divine supernatural bread of the Word of God. May this episode fill you up and satisfy your spirit's hunger for the Word of God. Enjoy today's helping of your daily bread. Good morning. Thank the Lord. It is Friday. What a blessed day today is. For some of us, this is it's almost time for our Sabbath and you all, I love my Sabbaths. Do you hear me? They are literally made for man. They are a gift from God to us. And I'm so grateful that he commands us <laughs> to rest in honor of the rest he took from his work and prophetically to demonstrate the rest that all the saints will have when we rest from our work when we enter into glory heavenly father in the name of jesus we love you we bless your holy name you are good and your mercy endures forever and your truth unto all generation you are worthy you're our master you're our savior you're our redeemer our deliverer deliverer our healer you are everything we need you to be god and we're so grateful for your place in our lives and Oh God, we just look forward to that time when we can spend our eternity with you and we say, even so, come Lord Jesus, come. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Let this podcast be edifying. Let this episode be edifying for everyone who hears it. Holy Spirit, speak according to your perfect will. Edify us according to your perfect will. Encourage us and teach us according to your perfect will. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. And for anyone who wants to know where I got that um, Sabbath being the prophetic um, demonstration of when the saints actually rest from their works, I got that from Hebrews. And I believe it's the end of the third chapter and the beginning of the fourth. I don't think it's the end of the second and the beginning of the third. I think it's the end of the second chapter when it speaks about how Israel couldn't enter in to the rest because of unbelief and they said if and and um the writer of hebrews goes on to say if jesus was that rest then he would not have spoken of another day a lot of christians say well jesus is our rest he is our sabbath we don't have to do that but scripture blatantly says if he was the rest then he would not have spoken of another day the rest is when we truly enter into the rest of the lord when we rest in um the lord and our works follow us that is um what we are demonstrating every time we rest on the sabbath that we are working but then there, there will come this time when we will rest 
from our works and we're also honoring our Heavenly Father in um, Genesis 2 and those first couple of verses in the second chapter of Genesis where he rested from his work and I'm sure Adam did it and these things were done before the law before the law it was a it was a commandment or in a something that the Lord had implemented before there was ever even sin and um, it still stands today regardless of whether it's popular now I don't believe we should make a doctrine around it as um, we know some have done but I do believe that it is important that we keep all God's commandments all ten of them and that we don't remix anything because God is the same today yesterday and, and forever and he hasn't changed the day he sanctified it he blessed that day and that's the day that I want to honor amen so for all of us who do rest from Friday night to Saturday night, I just, I, God bless you. For those of us who don't, prayerfully the Lord will reveal to you the purpose of it and the necessity of it. But we love you. It's okay. Nobody's judging you, okay? I'm not your judge. Jesus is. So I just want to say for everybody, today is Friday, and I pray that you have an amazingly blessed, blessed 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 day and weekend okay so we are going to conclude our study about the true vine and what it means to abide in him as a branch we're going to conclude our study with verses 6 through 8 in John the 15th chapter okay and Jesus says if a man abide not in me he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to be a fruit bearing branch and I pray this week has taught you the necessity and the the glory and the privilege and the honor of being a fruit bearing branch thank you Jesus this is how our Heavenly Father is glorified when we bear much fruit and yes we have to stay connected to Jesus and yes we have to go through our purging process but it's also glorious because it enables us to be disciples thank you Lord so there are two thoughts that the Lord brings to mind or brings to fruition before everyone he's speaking to in the 15th chapter of John, which is all of us. The first thought is every Christian's least favorite thought. It's the thought of going to hell. And the second thought is every Christian's favorite thought. <laughs> It's the one we like the most when we can ask God for whatever we want and he gives it to us and he gets the glory out of our lives and we bear a bunch of fruit for him and we're his disciples. That's our favorite thought because we know that it ends with eternal glory, right? But let's talk about our least favorite thought for a while because a lot of the times the bad parts are not preached to us, okay? Um, the, the parts about repentance, about change, about abiding, about staying, and also about hell. There is not preached to us anymore, but Jesus actually spoke about hell 
quite frequently. And if I remember correctly, I heard a preacher say he spoke about hell and he had the number of times, I believe, more than he spoke about heaven. Okay, hell is an actual place. It has an actual location. It is the abode of the dead. It is a place of torment, extreme heat. And that whole place, the whole hell in the book of Revelation, after uh, the dead who are in hell are judged, all the dead and hell itself, the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet will all be thrown into the lake of fire. And if you want to think about what that is, just maybe picture lava. I believe that lava is cool compared to the lake of fire. Okay. Anyhow, this is every Christian's least favorite thought. But he says, if a man abide not in me, that means if you were a branch connected to the true vine, but you decided that you didn't want to bear fruit and you didn't stay in me, you didn't abide in me. And we've spoken about the importance of abiding in Christ, dwelling in him, staying in him, surrendering your will to him. He says, if you don't abide in him, you are cast forth as a branch and is withered. So have you ever seen a branch that falls from the vine? It doesn't get watered anymore. It's not connected to the vine anymore. Its source of life has been severed from it and it withers away and it no longer serves any purpose. Oh, we don't want that to be us separated from Christ, lost, no more purpose, dead. And he says, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. We don't want to be that branch that is burnt and, and turning away from Christ and turning away from his will. This, this is what it harbors. It harbors torment. It harbors fire. Just like a fruitless branch is separated from the vine and cast into fire to be destroyed. So is every person who turns away from Christ and discards his will like it means nothing like they have a better way because of their temporary little earthly desires and because of the lies of the devil. Stay in Christ. We spoke about abiding in Christ on Thursday. And now we're seeing the consequences of what will happen if we don't surrender our will and make Jesus our dwelling place. Oh, he said, these people confess me with their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. Some of us, we will tell everybody that we are Christians. We love Jesus. But on the inside, privately, we don't read, we don't pray, we don't trust, we don't have faith, we don't sacrifice. We judge, we criticize, we're prideful, we're bitter, we're angry. We're resentful. Oh God, let him purge you from all the evil. We want to be a branch that bears fruit. We don't want to be a branch that is cast off and that's withered because it chose not to abide in him because that branch has a sure end and the end is fire. I don't want the fire. My sister, I want the glory. 
Can we say that to Jesus right now? Jesus, I don't want the fire. I want the glory. Thank you, Lord. Now with saying that, you know, there are some things you have to do and it is submit to his will and abide in him. Don't leave when things get uncomfortable now. Don't leave because you want to go back to your old ways. Dwell and live in him. Remember what we said on Thursday. That's where the promises are. That's where the safety and the protection is. That's where the purpose is. That's where the promises are. They're in him. Thank you, Jesus. And now let's talk about this, this second favorite thought. How many of us have prayed for things and we didn't receive the answer to our prayers and we wondered why not? Why didn't I receive it? Well, I can't tell you why you haven't received the answers to some of your prayers because God works in his own timing and he's going to do things according to his own perfect will and his own purposes. Okay. Sometimes we get ahead of God. Sometimes we're not praying according to his will, but Jesus says this glorious thing in um, the 15th chapter of John. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, remember, we have to take heed to his word. Ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Now, I'm just going to raise my hand right now. I'm raising my right hand. I want that kind of glory. I want that kind of benefits and those type of privileges. Let me go through my purging so that when I ask for something, I can receive what I ask for. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you let this word that sometimes stretches you, that sometimes tests you, that causes you to sacrifice, that causes you to change, that causes you to serve. If you let this word live in you, oh, you can ask me what you want. Ask the father for whatever you want. He's going to give it to you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Fruit bearers receive not just what they need because you know, like Jesus said, you don't have to even ask for certain things because your heavenly father, he says, take no thought for certain things. Excuse me. He said, because your heavenly father already knows what you have need of before you ask. So he says, don't, don't, you know, don't worry about clothes and food and all that stuff. He says, even the, the sparrows are taken care of and the, the, the grass is clothed. You don't have to worry about those things. Those are things that people who don't know God have to worry about and seek after. You have those things taken care of. So it's not that you're just going to get what you need when you are a fruit bearer. Listen to this. You get what you want when you're a fruit bearer. He says, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Thank you, Jesus. After your faithfulness through that purging process, after you've taken heed to God's word, and allowed it to wash you, you receive supernatural privileges. A life of surrender is not always supposed to hurt my sister. And trust me, that hurt or purging is divinely orchestrated and tailor-made to bring forth more fruit in your life. And when the fruit is brought forth, the father is glorified. It's this just beautiful thing. It just all works together. The purging, the privileges, the, the fruit, the father being glorified. Thank you, Jesus. It just all works together so well. We just have to continue to abide in Christ. What more could a child want than for their father? They're good. They're perfect. They're holy they're just their righteous father to be glorified. I don't want my own kingdom. 
to I don't want to build my own kingdom. I want to build up God's kingdom. I want to be used in the construction of that. Let me add to it. Let me be used so that God can be glorified. Surrender your will to the Lord and choose to abide in him so you can build his kingdom. He has work for you to do. You may not get it. You may not understand it, but he does. And if you just ask him, he will reveal to you what it is. Remember, surrender. Forsake your own will and forsake the construction of your own kingdom. My sister, only what you do for God will last. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you direct my sister's path and that you show everyone listening to this podcast what your perfect will is for their life. Father, I pray that you give them the strength and the perseverance and the faith and the endurance to stand through the purging process and to not run. God, you are faithful who called us and you will also do it just as your word says. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this lesson. Amen.